This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody. Thanks for logging back in to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. Excited to have you back on today. Thanks for joining us. We've got Lori Mae Parov with us today. She's in the house. Woo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who are listening and you can't see the audio, we're both kind of dancing. Um, yeah, lots of fun. So um, always celebrating real estate, talking about real estate. I live and breathe real estate, and I know so do you, Lori. So Lori Mae, if you can um, share with the audience who you are what you do, and um, yeah, maybe how you got into real estate. Hmm, I got into real estate back in my 50s. I had a little inheritance from my folks, and I was rapidly blowing through it. We bought a new RV, we bought uh, a new computer, we had booked a vacation, and I was looking at the account going down, down, down. And just outside the condo window we were living in, there was a new build condo going up. And I thought, hmm, we've been hopping around place to place to place with my husband uh, being moved from city to city for his work. We live in executive condos. And I thought, I could make an executive condo out of this new build. And if I invest in that one, I don't have to be a landlord right away. I have time to learn how to do it. So that's what we did. So you got in uh, through new builds, hey? Is that how you did yeah. That was my first first investment uh, prior to getting into the network that I'm in now. So I, I appreciate the network I'm in now. It's opened up my eyes, taught me how to do things a little bit more correctly. But uh, <laughs> going into it just because uh, I was afraid the money was just going to all disappear rather than, than get out working. Well, you know what? I mean, you bring up a great point. I think, and you said you got into this when you were in your 50s, right? I yeah. Yeah. And I think it happens to a lot of people that, you know, they, they, we go and we work and I, you know, I'm, um, I'm blessed to be around young people in my life and they understand like build now for a better tomorrow. Right. But for the most mm-hmm. part, most young people, and I was subject to that, I'm sure you were where, um, you know, you're, you're in your twenties and you're not thinking about your retirement. It feels like so far away. And then your fifties hit and in your case, and I think a lot of people go through this too. They're like, Oh, I'm going to get an inheritance and you think it's going to last, but it doesn't, it really mm-hmm. doesn't. And, uh, anyhow, so I think, um, I think, uh, a lot of people kind of wake up in their forties and fifties and go, Holy crap, I need to secure my retirement somehow. And uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that you did that with executive rentals. So question, are you still doing them? Are you yeah, still- actually, I still have three, four executive rentals in Calgary. Yeah. Wow, that's very exciting. And are they, uh, they're furnished, I assume. Are they short term? No, I don't do short term rentals. I did try that for a little while. And, uh, and actually, that's how I've learned about real estate investing. I go ahead and try different things. And if I liked it, I kept it in the portfolio. If I didn't, I got rid of it or found a way to get out of it. So short term rentals, absolutely a lucrative business in real estate. I if people that do that, I applaud you. For me, it was just way too much work. Right. Uh, so, a lot of questions, a lot of continuous updating and upgrading of your furniture and of your supplies. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. So I do the long-term executive furnished rentals. I get an annual lease. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, that's not a space that I've been in. And so it's, it's curious to me whether, so I didn't realize that you could do more long-term executive rentals. That's kind of fun. I like that too. 
and that you had a unique you had a unique perspective being a long term uh, executive rental tenant. <laughs> so that really you know brought a lot of knowledge to the table because of that. That's pretty cool. All right, but today, yeah, today, I still live in them. Actually, I use my real estate portfolio now, um, the the bricks and sticks portfolio. I pick a couple of properties, and the cash flow that I get from those properties is what I use to rent where I live. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And, and again, like it's never too late to in, invest in real estate and start making money in real estate. I mean, you're living and breathing proof of that, right? And so um, today, I really wanted to talk about you know getting into the real estate game, I think another limiting belief that people have is not just the age restriction, but, you know, maybe there's not enough equity in their home to unlock. And you and I had an interesting conversation. That's why I wanted you to come on to the podcast and share it with the world and all of the listeners, because I don't think, um, you know, that's a limiting belief. You don't need a lot of money to get into real estate. You just need to know different strategies on how to do it. And so, um, I guess the challenge that people have out there is I can't get into real estate because I don't have the cash or all the money that I have is in my home and it's not enough or I don't I can't pull it out I can't qualify and you have an interesting strategy and I would really love for you to share with our audience what that is. So one of the things that I did learn about once I got into these networks was a a strategy called the Smith Maneuver. And the Smith Maneuver is essentially allowing you to have the same income and have the same outputs that you do today. You're still going to make your mortgage payment. You're still going to make the same amount of mortgage payment. But you set yourself up so that you can kind of steal some of that money that's going into your mortgage payment. You can take that out and deploy it into an investment opportunity. That does a couple of really exciting things for you. First of all, it gets you into an investment opportunity with absolutely no money out of your own pocket. But second of all, it allows you to essentially make your own home's mortgage a tax write-off. Because if you borrow money to invest, the interest that you pay on the money that you borrow is a write-off against the income that you earn from that investment. So the Smith Maneuver capitalizes on that. You pay down your mortgage. Every time you pay down your mortgage, a little bit goes to interest. That's just gone. Sorry, not much we can do about that. Uh, But a little bit is going to your principal. And if you get into the right mortgage product, one that allows you a readvanceable line of credit or a HELOC on your mortgage, you can access that money and borrow it to invest over here. And that uh, that then gives you the whole write-off opportunity. So one of the things that concerns a lot of people that do this strategy is each month I might only be paying, you know, 200, 500, 800, maybe 1,000 onto my onto my principal portion of my mortgage, where do I find investments for that amount? So that that gets to be a little bit of the challenge. But hey, you know, that's that's what you and I do. We problem solve. So we we have opportunities for that, too. And explain to me that that scenario, explain to me kind of what your solution is to that problem when people don't have enough, and they they only have two $500 a month, that's getting unlocked to them on their HELOC. What could I do as a potential homeowner uh, with that two or five hundred dollars? Yeah, it's on my HELOC now, but what can I do? 
Okay, let's let's use that $500 as an example because it's easier money for me to do math in my head. So when you put your mortgage money down the first time, you're going to have, say, $500 available. You take that $500 and you put it into an investment. In my case, I've got a, um, a mortgage investment corporation called Mordor's Capital. Uh, we can take ongoing monthly amounts like that and put that to work for you. Mordor's Capital puts out mortgages. We uh, earn interest on those and that revenue and you get uh, distributed back to the shareholders. But that's a whole nother story. So you put the $500 over into your investment, that will be your ongoing monthly investment. Now the next month when you go to make your payment, you get a little bit more on the principal, a little bit less goes to interest uh, for the mortgage, but now you have to service that HELOC because you have a little bit of interest coming on that HELOC. So next month when you put your money down, it's going to be maybe $505 going on, uh, comes available to you in the HELOC going on to the principal portion. You pull out the 500 and put that over into the investment. That extra $5 you put back into the HELOC to service the interest on that HELOC. So you just keep going in that manner. You uh, are able to use the exact same money Another benefit, because you're making all these prepayments on your mortgage, you're going to be mortgage-free sooner. I absolutely love that. Okay, so if I'm hearing you right, this is what you're describing to me. So I go out there, I get a mortgage, I buy my new home, I get a mortgage. And I do believe, like, I'm familiar with this product. I think with Scotiabank, it's called the Step Mortgage. So every time you pay down, when you make a payment to the bank, a mortgage payment, there's a portion of interest and that's the cost of borrowing for your mortgage from the bank. And that goes to the bank. And then there's a portion of your mortgage payment that pays part of your principal payment down. And that then gets unlocked into a HELOC. So I can tap into that principal amount, mind blown, totally mind blown. So then I can take that and then withdraw that and then put it into an investment with you with the MIC, which is a mortgage investment corporation. And what are the returns on that? Like, so if I were to do that with you, Lori May, what are the returns on that? Like, how much do I make on that $500? Not dollars wise, I'm asking the rate right. of return. So the way, exactly. The way a MIC operates is it puts out mortgage investments to other people. So the, the people that are investing in it, that money is pooled and we put out mortgage investments. We earn mortgage interest on those. The interest that we earn is distributed back to the investors. So I can't tell you exactly what the returns are. I can give you a projection. Uh, we are more focused because people practicing the Smith Maneuver are literally gambling their home <laughs> that is the HELOC is taking money against their own primary residence in that case most people are very risk adverse you do not want to gamble your own shelter uh, so we are we are targeting mortgages first position and second position mortgages we're not getting really really high rates of return you should expect somewhere between six and eight percent as the as the return coming back to you Wonderful. So I can, I can invest every month into this MIC and essentially kind of build a retirement fund that way. Every month that saving, that savings, that money goes up and up and up every month and, um, and make six to 8%. And let's say that HELOC is say 3%. So I'm making like 5% 
on that money that would have just been sitting there doing literally nothing for me. That's what I'm hearing Absolutely. you say. And that 3% that you're paying to that HELOC, you can now write off against the income that you're earning on your tax returns, essentially converting your mortgage, uh, primary mortgage, which is not tax deductible in Canada, essentially turning that into a tax deduction. That's awesome. At the same time, you've changed no amount of money, but you've converted a little bit, you've got a little bit of debt. You've got uh, a lot of ownership in your home because you're paying down your mortgage faster. You've, your HELOC's going up a little bit, but you've got an investment that's offsetting that HELOC. Your overall net worth is increasing, even though you're taking on debt. Well, that's what they call good debt, right? I mean, everybody <laughs> talks about good debt and bad debt, but nobody describes it. So here we are talking about good debt. This is when you're taking on good debt. Um, and then, of course, so you say, um, and, and we have talked about this prior to the call, and then you said that there's different ways you can do the payouts. So if you're doing quarterly payouts to the investors in the MIC, as an investor in your MIC, I can choose to roll it back into the MIC and reinvest. That way we get compounding interest, or I can take that and then mm-hmm. use that to pay down my mortgage, my existing mortgage on my house. Is that right? That's Exactly. So that the way was- that you're... That is completely right. And the way that you're accelerating your mortgage payments then, if you're taking that that return and putting it into the mortgage, as well as now that you're writing off some of your mortgage taxes, you might even get a tax return, a rebate. Put that extra amount onto the onto the property as well. You're not doing all this investing though solely to always be a good doobie and keeping it all in the investing world. Um, every once in a while, that quarterly payment, you know, book yourself a trip, have some fun with it. That's smart. I love that. And you know what? I actually like. I I just I just as you were talking, was thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? I would take that quarterly payment and then pay down. Actually, I, I probably wouldn't want to roll it right back into the MIC. I would want to withdraw it, put it down on my house, put it down on the principal of my house. And then because that'll unlock more in the HELOC, I can pull it right back out. So, wow. Okay. And so whereas in the beginning we were doing $500 a month, once you've taken that quarterly payment and put it back down, maybe now you're investing $550 or $600 per month and still having enough left over to service your your HELOC debt. Wonderful. And if anybody knows anything about the mortgage curve, as soon as you can pay down uh, more of your principal, what happens is there's less interest that comes off that monthly payment. There's less interest allotted of that monthly mortgage payment, um, which means more principal. Like, so you can really fast track home ownership, getting a hundred percent of your, uh, your home owned. That's amazing. That is amazing. I've seen just using this portion of the strategy. There are other accelerators that you can use to really boost this strategy, but just using this basic Smith strategy, I've seen mortgages go from 25 year amortization to 17 and a half years. Wow. So it, it can drop significantly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm curious, you mentioned about other accelerators. What else could I do as a homeowner to accelerate <laughs> paying down my house? Uh, I'm going to leave that for another day. By the time we get into those conferences, 
calculations is going to get a little crazy. If you're into investment properties, you can use the income from the investment properties to pay down your own property and then take the money out and use that back towards your investment properties. It gets very complicated. Believe me, it's a, a multi-stage course, uh, but let's leave that for another conversation. Nick. Well, I appreciate you being mindful of our time because as you know, I like to keep my podcasts, you know, within that 20, 30 minutes. So thank you. And now I'll just have a reason to bring you back because we'll have to talk a little bit more about that. So what I'm going to have to do then is I'm going to have to defer everybody who wants to learn the rest. Uh, I'll just have to defer them to reach out to you on your um, About Lori May pair off page that is on our podcast site that is dedicated to you. And that's where we got some information about you and your bio. That's where people can learn about you. And they can also connect with you that way. um, Because I believe we have your Calendly link on there. So they can book free consultation calls. That's what you've offered our listeners. Is that right, Lori May? Yes, absolutely. One of um, I've, I've learned about real estate by doing a whole lot of <laughs> whole lot of different things. And that's how you try things on and see what fits. Um, so I'm very happy to talk to people about any aspect of their, their real estate investing journey. Of course, I'm a little bit known for uh, raising private money and doing private lending and private borrowing. So those uh, that's a lot of my day, but I'm also happy to have conversations about short term rentals, long term rentals, <laughs> buy and hold conversions, for sale, rental, and any stuff you want to talk about real estate, I'm happy to be there and in on the conversation. That's awesome. That is awesome. You're always giving back to the community, and I love that. I know we're part of a community together, you and I, a, a private community. And uh, so many people just talk so highly of you because of that reason. I mean, you're just so willing to give and to help. And uh, and again, here you are giving to our listeners and uh, offering your help. So I just want to thank you for that. I know you're a wealth of knowledge. You're passionate about real estate, crazy like I am. <laughs> but you know what? I, I just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing um, with people and giving hope to those people that even the first time home buyers that say, look, I'm tapped, tapped out. I just bought my first house. I can't get into real estate. I can't get into this real estate game. But you know you what? Can do it. You can do it. You can no do money. it. Lori you May just it. said you can. No money. With no money. With no money. Just tap no into the equity of your no home. More money. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just <laughs> use, use the money that you're paying now. It's more efficiently to, to build your portfolio. 100%. 100%. Well, listen, amazing, amazing time with you today, Lori May. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you being here. If anybody wants to reach out to Lori May, again, um, if you're on the uh, video call on the video platform, just, you know, down below, we'll have the link right to her page. Otherwise, if you're listening on the podcast, um, just log into the Let's Get Real Estate podcast website. And then, uh, and then if you find our, our guests, she'll have her own page there. So, I um, just want to say thank you for everybody for jumping on listening. And to you, Lori May, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure having you here. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have you back. There's no doubt about that. Your wealth of knowledge. Thanks so much, honey. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Danielle. And thank you for putting on this podcast. It's so nice to have a, a, a shorter snippets of, of really you can use this information. So good for you for sourcing those out and bring us on. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right. Bye for now. 
Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you are looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.